Welcome to the Management Insights Podcast Series hosted by McGraw-Hill. My name is Debbie Clare, Executive Marketing Manager for our management portfolio. Today's topic, HR is critical to aligning strategy, talent, and culture. Our guest, Pat Wright. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Debbie. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, so I'm uh, the Thomas E. Vandiver Bicentennial Chair in Business at the Darlamore School of Business at the University of South Carolina. Uh, prior to joining there, I was on uh, faculty at Cornell University for 16 years, and prior to that at Texas A&M. Uh, and my my work has really been in the area of strategic human resource management and trying to understand um, how people uh, are, uh, serve as a source of competitive advantage to organizations. Well, I'm excited about this this topic. Let's dig in. Tell me how you got turned on to the importance of really aligning strategy, talent, and culture. Well, I've been really blessed over my career to be able to work with a number of chief HR officers at large organizations. And uh, one of those is Kevin Cox, who until recently was the chief HR officer at American Express. Um, back in March, he left American Express to become the CHRO at GE and help with their turnaround. But in a couple of guest lectures he did, one with an executive class, one with my master's students, um, he would always talk about the fact that the sweet spot for HR is when you can figure out how to align strategy, culture, and talent. And when he said that, it made all the sense in the world to me. But um, it took me a while and some some kind of evolution of my thinking to understand exactly what that means and, and how you would create that alignment. Well, I know aligning HR and strategy has also been a focus of the strategic human resource management field for some time. How should HR professionals view or define strategy? Well, and I, I like to be clear on the definitions because um, I think one thing that's true is we often use the same vocabulary but very different dictionaries. Um, so uh, there's a number of different definitions of strategy out there. The way I like to talk about strategy is that it's it's really decisions about competition where all of those decisions are essentially trying to answer one of three questions, and that's where do we compete which is essentially saying in what industries, in what product markets, um, you know, in, in what geographies are we going to compete? How are we going to compete? And particularly that's around the question of what is the value that we're going to offer to customers that's going to make them want to um, buy from us instead of from our competitors? I mean, that's really the critical strategy question. But then the, the last one is with what do we compete? And that is what are the people, systems, and technologies or people, processes, and technologies that we need to create the capability to deliver that customer value? The reason I think that's a good definition of, of strategy for HR people is that, you know, core to strategy is the with what question. And that is uh, people are a big component of that. HR people deal with the, the, the people side of the organization, with the processes and increasingly with the technologies. And so they need to be able to um, help define and build the capabilities necessary to create that customer value. And so I think that's one way that it it makes sense to define it um, in the context of HR. Can you share what early HR thinkers thought needed to be aligned with strategy? 
Well, so, you know, this field's been around for probably 20-some years. Uh, and if you go back and read the early writing on strategic HR, uh, what you see is that it started off with a very kind of, uh, say, siloed approach, but it was around HR practices. So one of the early books written by some authors at Harvard or at uh, Michigan, what they would say is that, you know, there's a, a, a chapter on tying staffing to strategy and a chapter on tying training to strategy. And so it was taking all of the the various components of HR and figuring out how that component needed to align with the strategy. But it was it was a very HR practice-oriented um, approach to understanding the alignment. Um, the problem with that practice approach is that the research data on it really just did not show a lot of um, support for the idea of having a fit of certain practices with certain strategies. Um, so I think one of the most extensive studies was done by Mark Huslid, um, and it's one of the seminal studies on HR practices and performance. And, and he did an incredible job of trying to um, look at all the different models of fit between strategy and HR and look at whether or not those fit models actually resulted in higher performance. And essentially, his results found that um, the the kind of practices themselves were related to performance, but there was no evidence of a fit with strategy. Uh, John Delery and Harold Doty uh, also did a similar type of thing where they tried to look at what they called a contingency approach, and, and they didn't find much support for it. And so, you know, as we've looked over the years, we all know that there has to be a fit between HR and strategy, but it, it wasn't showing up in the research literature around a fit between strategy and actual HR practices. So how has that changed over, say, the past 10 to 15 years? Well, if you go back to just the, the turn of the century, uh, about the time that Jack Welch uh, retired from GE and he had his book that came out uh, titled Winning, um, it was right after the, the talent war stuff that McKinsey had done. And so uh, one of the things that Jack Welch talked about was the importance of talent. And so for the last 10 or 15 years, what you've seen is a lot more of uh, an approach of, of what, it, what you're trying to fit with strategy is your talent. And so that's led to this concept of strategic talent management, which means you know, if we look at our value chain um, in terms of how we're creating value for the customers, at any stage in that value chain is how we're trying to differentiate ourselves. At that stage, there are pr uh, probably some critical human capital pools that are the ones where we need to be really good at getting the best people into those jobs in order to be able to be best in our industry at delivering that, that particular customer value. Um, Lucien Alzari, who is the head of HR at Prudential, um, what he likes to refer to it is you need to understand where it is that you need world-class talent versus where good is good enough. And so in the last 10 or 15 years, what you've seen is that the role of HR in uh, aligning strategy is, is really how do we um, attract and retain the, the most critical talent pools that are relevant to creating value for our customers. And in business, we see an increased focus from boards and CEOs and other stakeholders on the importance of culture. How does this fit with the idea of aligning HR and strategy? 
Well, yeah, let's start with why culture is becoming more important. Uh, and that is that uh, I like to joke that, that uh, you know, that, that we always hear this statement that when the U.S. economy sneezes, the rest of the world economy gets a cold. Um, well, the, the, the kind of corresponding truth is that when boards sneeze, it changes the role of HR. Um, and so what's, what's happened over the last probably three to five years is that there have been a number of corporate scandals that have taken place. And you think of uh, Uber and some of the sex discrimination there that were all attributed to a bad culture. Um, some of the uh, scandal with regard to Wells Fargo, where they had uh, you know, employees that were creating fake customer accounts to meet goals. Again, that was attributed to culture. And then the whole hashtag Me Too movement has been attributed to a cultural component. And so boards have increasingly focused on culture. And we actually have some data that suggests that you know, while they understand the importance of culture for um, engaging and, and retaining people, their second kind of reason for being interested in culture is around risk mitigation. Whereas CEOs and CHROs see it as engagement, but then they also see it as uh, aligning people around the strategy, around um, creating employee brand that fits with customer brand and so on. So this is why um, culture, culture has become so critical. And this is really one of those areas where boards have reached out to HR to help them understand what culture is all about and to help them understand how, they can, how the organization can leverage culture as a source of competitive advantage. Excellent. What is the central concept around which firms need to focus on their alignment of strategy, culture, and talent in today's um, competitive environment? Well, so this is uh, kind of an interesting question. And I, I mentioned early on that um, Kevin Cox and, and his statement was what got me thinking about this. And again, I was, I was blessed to be able to work with Dave Ulrich, the absolute guru of HR. Um, never been anybody that's had more impact on a field than Dave. And uh, Dave was talking about culture. He's been writing about culture for 20 years. And one of the things that he said that really got my attention was, that the value of culture only comes insofar as it leads to customer value. And the examples that he gave was he, he'll ask people about, um, you know, so what's the company that's got a strong culture and then why is that culture important and, and why, 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 and keep building back. And generally, it always ends up being a, a situation where what they can do is they can say, oh, because the culture does this that, that uh, customers like. Well, so as I thought about Dave, I thought about Kevin, I thought about how we think about strategy, I thought about strategic talent management. One of the things that became really kind of obvious to me is that where that alignment takes place is around customer value. So strategy is defining the customer value that you're going to try and offer to customers to make them come to you instead of your competitors. Strategic talent management is identifying those critical pools that deliver that customer value. And then culture is essentially aligning the cultural values so that all employees in the organization are focused on creating customer value. And so it's this idea of customer value that is what is the aligning uh, kind of construct where if, if you understand customer value, then that can help you develop a culture that supports customer value and talent that supports customer value. And so um, the way I like to think about it and the way I try and teach with my students is that 
Um, good organizations have good strategy, good talent, and good culture. But w- what distinguishes a great organization is a great organization has a good strategy, good talent, and good culture, but they're all aligned around creating customer value. So how can HR help to create that alignment? Well, this is where the HR systems all come in, and that is we're back to HR practices, but it's not that there are certain practices that support a different strategy. It's that we take all of our practices to help reinforce the culture. We take our practices to be able to attract and retain the right talent so that in the end, everything we're doing in HR is around creating customer value. It's building a culture that supports customer value and and bringing in the right talent to be able to deliver that customer value. Awesome. Uh, Pat, thanks so much for sharing your perspective, experience, and advice. To our listeners, check back for future topics and spread the word to your colleagues about our podcast series. Why? Because learning changes everything. <laughs>